know what that means? That means churches need to be open during calamities like this. That means people need to be going into church. They need to open their Bibles. They need to read it. They need to know it. They need to be in Christ. They need to be doing those things. And if they're not allowed to do those things, then you have failed. Everything has failed and is broken. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 42 of the Carpe Fide podcast. Flip flying through those numbers, Jess. We are, you know, week by week, just advancing one number at a time. Day by day. Here we are again. Plotting, We're coming to you. Know. We're recording this. Uh, we release our episodes on Friday. You know this because you're listening to this. And the only reason you found this is because you know that we release our episodes on Friday. So we're recording this on Hopefully. Wednesday night. Usually. 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 Unless there's a delay. These things happen. Uh, so we're recording this uh, Wednesday evening, the 20th. This is the day after uh, we've had some interesting upheaval in the evangelical articles circles. I'm sure you've seen many people respond to it, but tonight's episode is to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. That is the question. We'll be analyzing two articles tonight, uh, not comparing and contrasting as much since they are different about different topics, uh, but we want to talk about one article that Samuel Say wrote. Awesome writer over at Slow to Speak. If you do not have not seen that or heard that or read that, do this. Do this now. Encourage your heart and soul. Go to Slow to Write and read everything. We'll just, also be a, just call out of work. Just call out of work. Read it. You'll be edified. I guarantee you, you'll be edified. And since our government wants to pay people to stay home, I mean, go for it. Anyway, neither here don't nor there. Do don't, <laughs> do don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be a be a Christian. Don't work for your work for work for God. What God Second has Thessalonians given you. three. We we covered all this. Yes. Don't do that. Be, glorify God in your work. All right. Also, we'll be covering John Piper's hot trotten to death article that he has written on vaccinations. Get the jab. Johnny P says, "Don't don't do." Um, but Boy, before what we a, get, <laughs> what, a, what, a what a mess we are in a mess. This is the clown world. Welcome to clown world. Reporting to you live. Before we get there, we would like to give a big old shout out to Pastor Joel Webin, Joel Webin of Right Response Ministries. If you have not seen this guy's videos, one, they don't always intend to be hilarious, but his general setup is so awesome because sometimes the things that he is saying he is saying very seriously but they are fire and it makes you go oh no oh snap did he just say that yes he did you know sometimes you walk into a room and you know you you sit on the couch right sometimes yeah and then you 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 flip open the instas and and the latest igtv from uh from pastor joel comes on and uh then you, you try to stand up and it physically pains you, like 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 you like you broke your leg or something like that with with the fire. <laughs> the fire, he shot the fire at your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like, know where you were going with like, that when you started out sitting on the couch. I, I you got somewhere. You did get somewhere with that. Yes, but um, but we we have been uh, blessed to be corresponding with uh, with Joel. Um, he was gracious enough to uh, to feature some of our shirts that support. Pastor Coates and the Burn the Ship shirt as well on his program, and uh, we just wanted to nowhere nearly as well uh, reciprocate that, but um, just show just so thanks and gratitude. And if if any of our listeners have not um, started following Right Response Ministries um, on the various social medias platforms, is uh, we highly encourage you to do so. You will be edified and even entertained um, with just the straight faced fire. Um, that evangelicalism so, so needs right now, as we will 
very soon discover with this uh, article, with these article analyses. And unlike our hour-long podcast, his is much more. His videos are much more able to be consumed uh, relatively quickly. Most of them are not too terribly long. So, well, on Insta, he, he does long-form ones on uh, yeah, the which you watch on the YouTubes. But if you do on the Insta, I mean, a lot of our followers are on Insta. Insta people. They're Insta people. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You're real people. You're not instant Insta people. people. That is like ramen people. I'm sorry. Uh, that came out wrong. Anyway, let's get cracking here. Let's so, get cracking. Th- thank, thank you, Pastor Joel. Yes, we, thank we you, really, Pastor really Joel. We really appreciate it. Not only for uh, for supporting the, the T-shirts um, that, that are going to help people that, that can well, they can use some help, but, uh, but also for providing excellent content to the church. You keep rocking yeah. there, buddy. You know what else is pretty cool about Pastor Joel? I would like to know. Well, it's in the name. Pastor. Oh. Did you know? I, I don't know if I told you this. He, he actually uh, planted a church plant. Yes. No, I, I, I know this because when we do the messaging thing on the, on the Insta, I see all of them. I don't always, I'm not always able to I just to assume you don't. You know, I guess you, I shouldn't do that. Yes, I because I we know watch what, what I say. We do know what happens when some. <laughs> if you were to assume, we know what might happen. Yeah. So uh, we, I mean, Justin and I, we we both planted a, a church along with uh, our fellow elders uh, nine years ago. So we've got a super special place in our heart for church planners, and we are thankful that he has planted uh, Covenant Bible Church down in Georgetown, Texas. Georgetown, Texas, Texas, <laughs> Texas. Anyway, so yeah, a seemingly a seemingly freer place than where we reside. So, <clears throat> moving forward, we wanted to address first Samuel Say's article. Um, he actually <clears throat> wrote it in reference to a tweet that he had put out. Uh, the article title on slowtowrite.com dot com is "Unvaccinated People." are not the virus. Check the link in the show notes uh, in case you're lazy and don't want to type in slowtowrite.com and then search for unvaccinated people are not the virus. <clears throat> not that you're inherently lazy, but we're going to do that in the show notes. Wow. So you can just, just click right on it. Call I, people know. out right like that. I'm just saying, don't be lazy. Our listeners aren't lazy. Our listen, no, I, I'm thankful for you all. You are most certainly not lazy. Uh, you are ready and we are thankful. Um, he did a great job. So just in reference, the uh, tweet, that he bases the article which he wrote on the 18th, which by my calculations would be Monday. Let me let's let's start with his let's start with his tweet. I forgot to put that in the notes. No, it's I have it right. You have his tweet as well as the response. Yes, I, I have. I yeah, I have I have it right here. Oh, great! Is that okay? Boy, yeah. So so uh, it was it was a week. So October 18th is when he wrote this article. So this is Monday, but last week he put out a tweet that said this. If you do not stand with me in 2021 while the government segregates me for being unvaccinated, why should I believe you would have stood with me in 1921 when the government segregated people like me for being threatening to white people? Is segregation even ever justifiable? That was his tweet. Relatively straightforward. Um, Just to be clear, Samuel Say is a black man. So that would be clear uh, if you understand that he's talking about segregation that was done by race um, back in the 1920s. And um, so what he's basically saying is, uh, you're not going to stand with me as an unvaccinated person being segregated. Uh, why would I thought? Why would I even contemplate that you would have stood with me when when segregation was being done on a race base? Um, and that that got um, you might imagine that's kind of a a bold statement to make, although albeit completely reasonable and logical. Uh, he got quite some pushback on the Twitter sphere hmm. because Twitter's a cesspool. Let's it be is. honest. 
it's a, it's a just a steaming, heaping pile of cess. Just, yes, <laughs> right. Just all pooled, <laughs> pooled in yeah, the same, same place, same place. It's like a pool. It's ugh, gross. Anyway. Um, but no. But seriously, though, Twitter is a bigger cesspool than most social media is, and all social media is a cesspool. But I feel like Twitter is even bigger, if if it were possible to be. This is my opinion. You One of the biggest cesspools I've ever seen. People will say. Pe- people may say. Your Trump's good. It's got a good cadence to it. It's even got the good, uh, the good, like, the tone is also good. It's not just a cadence. You could do, like, a I cadence. Do, I do have to get better at, like, breathing through my nose in the microphone. Like, yeah, it's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just treated everybody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have that. We have we 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 got to get into this. So he so the the, the response, the pushback. Um, he 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 mentions it directly in the article. He's uh, the pushback was this. For one, the response. For one, race is an inalienable attribute, whereas vaccination is a choice. And second, unlike racial fear mongerings of prior decades, in principle, unvaccinated people actually pose some risk to others. <clears throat> and that 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 was the pushback that launched. The rest of the article. Yep, and um, he was very clear that this argument was was a, a relatively destructive argument because it, it it does have truth in it, right? For for example, race is indeed an inalienable attribute. To be sure, this is correct. But then he go, the the responder went on to say that unlike race, unlike racial fear mongering of prior decades unvaccinated people actually pose some risk to others. So what he's saying is (laughs) clearly racial people did not pose a risk to others in, when there was segregation based on, on, on race, which is an immutable characteristic. Now with segregation being based on vaccines, unvaccinated people do pose a risk to others. And so that's why this segregation, basically what this guy's do, the dude is saying this is legitimate segregation here is fine. This is good this, segregation. Yes, good segregation. Mm, let me slurp up that segregation, <laughs> that COVID segregation. <laughs> and it's a it's a hot mess. It's it's a it's a hot mess, um, because there's just so. So, I'm just going to make everyone aware of a fact. This is a very important fact for everyone to know. Everyone alive can both contract and also infect people with COVID-19. Every living person. I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You can catch and then spread COVID-19. This is, I know, it's shocking news to everyone, but COVID-19 is a virus. Um... (laughs) This is also, this is also, it's a virus. You can catch it and spread it. Big surprise. I just wanted to shock everyone there. I mean, I, 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 I don't even know how to continue. Well, I know it's shocking. So I, don't. So, I am so shocked. And so right away, I, I, don't, I don't really, you don't have to say any more. Um, but well, thank when, God, I, I've got nothing. No, to say. <laughs> no, I just, I just mean, <laughs> thank the Lord. That was great. I just mean, it, this whole second half of his argument is useless at this point. 
because unvaccinated people pose the same risk that vaccinated people could pose if they have contracted the virus and then could be spreading it. Right. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I mean, he, he then goes on to talk about uh, our founding fathers, uh, the American founding fathers, talking about... And to be clear, he says America's founding fathers. He does. He does. I mean, so he doesn't claim them as his own. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, talking about how uh, all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Um, he was, and then, then he makes mention, he just notes that um, what made Jim Crow segregation evil is that it discriminated against people who are made in the image of God. Not, not, the, not, not that they were discriminated against the people's skin color, but the ultimate sin in that segregation is that they were discriminated against people who are made in the image of God. And he says in the same way, what makes vaccine segregation evil is that it discriminates against people who are made in the image of God. Shocking. Yeah. That's shocking. The biblical category for this would be partiality. Yes, and we should avoid this sin. I've, I've heard we should avoid this sin. Yes, the uh, apostles and also uh, God himself were quite clear about how um, our Lord would see partiality. Uh, it is viewed as unacceptable. So any nation that peddles in discrimination, you know, in, in this type of way, um, creating unequal societies based on attributes that are just absolutely superfluous, you know, will incur judgment. So, um, yeah, but I've heard that, you know, you should show some partiality, right? Like based on all the different intersectionality, like rubrics, oh, shouldn't you show right. certain, like, isn't there like a, a hierarchy of victimhood that we should just show partiality based upon? Uh, well, boy, it depends who you ask. Well, like we should show partiality based upon, you know, a, a person's race as to whether or not maybe that in the past they had faced a level of hardship or, or, or whether a person you know, chooses to be a different gender. Shouldn't we show partiality to them based on... You know what's sad? I can't tell if you're quoting Tim Keller or Eric Mason. I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Well, look, that was, that's was that been said. We're, and uh, I, I can't say I disagree. <laughs> uh, the, the reality is that everything I just said is garbage. It's 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 a flaming pile. No, we don't show partiality over anything. Not not your not whether you're rich, not whether you're poor, not whether you're white, not whether you're you're red, yellow, black. It doesn't matter. We don't show partiality in the church. That's not okay. Right. So uh, Samuel then goes on to attack the other portion of this person's argument um, when he says that in principle unvaccinated people actually pose some risk to others. Um, he says this is an unscientific claim um, that that is discrimination against unvaccinated people. And that is partiality. There you go. He names the sin. He uses the Bible's words in the Bible's language. We That's biblical. That. Um, so he says unvaccinated people do not pose any risk to others, at least not any more risk than unvaccinated people. Unvaccinated people are not unclean. Unvaccinated people are not threatening. Unvaccinated people are, are not, not the, the virus. The people who do pose some risk to others are, get this, people, people infected, infected with, with the, the virus. virus. Whether they're unvaccinated or vaccinated, this is basic science. Their vaccination status doesn't matter. And that's exactly what Everyone should be saying. And his next seven words are the the best part. 
it's disturbing that that needs to be said. Right. <laughs> it's just, it is. It's, it's, oh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, I actually joke with the, the ladies at the library that I delivered to. I'm a, I'm a UPS driver in case those of you that may be listening for the first time. Uh, I am also a pastor, but there's what a vocation. What can Brown do for you? That's right. There's a vo- there's a vocation. And Deliver our, your packages late. At our little church, there's a vocation, and then there's the call, and Nothing we take the rise. call. Okay. We never deliver packages late. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stuff happens, <laughs> okay? Logic has nothing to do with logistics. Let me tell you that China. right now. Supply chains. It's a supply chains. We need to get those <laughs> ships over to... Two months of paternity leave. DeSantis. <laughs> Two months of paternity leave for chest feeding. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. They bottle fed. Duh. They don't. Men don't lactate. I mean, some people do. I mean, I'm very confused. I, I don't know what the rules are. I mean, Buddha just might. I don't know what the rules are, guys. I don't know what the rules are. Um. <laughs> clown world. It is a clown world. It is disturbing that it needs to be said. And when I go to the library, of course, the, the library has a, has a rule that you need to wear masks in the library at all times. Uh, although I will say, thankfully, don't want the books catching. That's, well, you know what I, you know what I always, see? <laughs> you know what I always see when you go to the library, groups of people sitting so close together that you're like, how are they not spreading germs? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys reading all over there at the same time? You're reading the same book, all seven of you. Uh, well, What's wrong with you? So heavy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you go back into the back into the religious section where nobody is, and you find a bunch of kids <laughs> being inappropriate. <laughs> Guys, this is the religious section. Oh, my gosh. That book was written by Eric Mason. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving forward, moving forward. Um, So I'll go there. And so in in the there's the the front desk area where the big desk area where you can check out books and stuff like you'd see at a library. And then there's like some glass walls where the office is. You can see into the office. And whenever I go in and there's nobody, it's a library. So there's a lot of people there (laughs) because nobody (laughs) reads books. So you go in, there's a lot of people there. They're just in the back. And when I go in the back, they always have their masks off. And every time I walk in, and it, like I know it's a force to have. I have a great relationship with these guys, the, the ladies and and the guy that manages it there. They're awesome. They're awesome people. Love them to death. But I always joke with them because the force of habit is they have to pull the mask up when they see a person. It's like it's like an auto reflex now, right? It's literally like when you when when you when you test a reflex on your leg and it just kicks up. So I I, I always I bring the box in. I, I'm never I'm never in a place long enough to expose anybody to any of my my germs except my foul sense of humor and <laughs> i walk in and they the one lady always pulls the mask and i'm like oh there you go again there you go again treating me like i am a disease right you're back here you got the mask down you're all breathing all over each other's rooms filled with your particulates i have to breathe in but i come back in here and i'm the infected i'm the infection look at me go and it's a joke i make it a joke they laugh we laugh because it's a joke but these people thing. here aren't making it a joke they're making it serious yeah and I mean, th- this is the exact fight that with that I'm having in in, in healthcare right now. Like, uh, you know, people know I'm a, I'm a registered nurse, work in the emergency department, and you know, our governor in New Jersey mandated. Uh, I think it was one of the first in the nation to mandate healthcare workers to get vaccinated. Well, if it's a dumb law, New Jersey will be one of the first. Boy, it's pretty much a rule. Boy, isn't that one of the as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow. Um, you know, he m- mandated the vaccine for healthcare workers. Uh, I, I, as a full disclosure, I have actually had and recovered from COVID. Um, I did not seek hospital treatment. I had a head cold. Thank God. Um, full disclosure on that weekend when Jesse had COVID, <laughs> we were sharing cigars, many drinks oh, all over the place. And yet somehow I didn't get COVID that you wonder know why or that I know of. Yeah. Let's be realistic here. Anyway, move forward, move forward. So, you know, th- th- this is the exact, this is the exact problem. 
um, you know, that, that we're having in in healthcare right now. Well, in, in anything right now, because if you do get, happen to get a religious exemption from the vaccine in your workplace, well, in New Jersey, you're required to be tested weekly. Are the um, are the vaccinated required to be tested? No. Well, that's stupid, isn't it? Yes. Huh. Then the reason it's stupid is because vaccinated individuals can also contract and can also spread COVID. They just don't know that they're doing it. So they can contract and communicate the same virus that you can contract and communicate, yet they don't have to be tested when they could carry the virus into the hospital. Yeah, it's almost like it's some type of discrimination Discrimination. (laughs) (laughs) i mean and and that's this is this is what he's saying he's he's making he makes the point very salient in 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 the article he writes it very very well the reality is no people we don't we we can't look at people this is what we know in the story of the good samaritan right the people that pass by the the battered and broken man pass by him in a way where they treat him as if he is the infection as if he is the disease. They want nothing to do with him. He is unclean. But the hero in the story, the Good Samaritan, cares for the person despite what he may be, what, what his circumstance is. He does not treat him as unclean. And the reality here is we're treating people as if they are unclean when there's no way for us to possibly know. Unless you are, you are infected with, with COVID-19 and are literally trying to spit on other human beings, Right. Which, by the way, if you're someone else is spitting on you, you've already they've already violated the law, so it doesn't matter whether they're infected with COVID nineteen or not. Yeah, that's right? yucky. Right? If they are infected with COVID nineteen, what they have to watch out for is they could be definitely charged with biological with biological attack. Right? So it's it's not it, it it's wrong, but that's not what people are doing. <coughs> that's not what's happening. We're just treating general population as walking around. Right? I it it pains me when I see parents that do not have a mask on with their children that have a mask on. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It makes me so sad. Or when I watch that gosh darn video, well, it's hopefully... because the parent was able to get vaccinated. The poor child, the poor child's not able to get vaccinated. Yes, although we've lost um, more, more than double the amount of children to pneumonia in the same span as we have to COVID. But yeah, fake we news. don't talk about that. Fake, it's because it's fake, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Breathe through the nose. Don't forget yeah, to breathe yeah, through the nose. You know the thing. <laughs> it's just, it, and it's so sad. If you've not seen that horrible, evil, disgusting video where the teacher's using the farmer in the Dell and changes the words to, we wear a mask at school. If you've not seen that video, don't ever watch it. But if you want to, you no, can search it. It's no. an awful, this is what awful, I want you to do. horrible video. This is what I want you to do. Every Christian with a child in public school, I want you to watch that video. Yeah, but that's true. And then I want you to promptly remove your child from public education yeah no it's yeah look if last week's episode doesn't make you want to pull your kid out of public education i don't know what oh boy uh he who has ears to hear let him hear yes may may the good lord move in your heart today who has hands let him use his look i mean your reality here's your reality either you pull your kid out of the public school system or you find or you find six friends to run for the school board with you and get elected to the school board six like-minded individuals so that you can shape the contracts that are coming into the teachers so that you can shape the curriculum that's being selected so that you can run everything from the transportation in your public school district that's what you have that's the level so that of interaction you can run a christian school that's the level of interaction you have to engage in there that's what you have to do or get out <clears throat> 
This figure, is, figure, figure something else out. So, so really, you're, uh, it's like we said in episode four, you, there's always an investment. There's an investment that you're going to have to make in your child's education as you're commanded by God. Now, the, ve- the investment can look different at different in different ways, but there's always an invest- investment. Whether you're going to try to do public school, whether you're going to try to do private school, whether you're going to try to do homeschool, you will be invested in your child's education. And if you are not, you are missing the mark which is literally the definition of sin. So I was about to say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's sin. <laughs> yeah, good call. So, yeah, anyway, there's that. I love uh, how we started talking about Samuel saying COVID and got off into education. I love how I can always turn everything into education. Well, I mean, I may have done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. It's fine. Love you. One of the awesome, one of the interesting things that Samuel Say points out, and honestly, it's one of the things that bothered me from the beginning of this pandemic when I actually literally was, this is back when I was still stupidly having Facebook discussions about it, which I like better than Twitter because at least you can have a more longer format discussion on Facebook. It's much easier than the concise characters we use on Twitter just to yell at each other. Um, But when I was making this, this, this simple, and I also believe, I'll use the word again, salient point that if we're going to actually call it a lockdown, then no one should be leaving their home. Like, all right, if the infection lasts about 14 days, for the next 14 days, no one goes anywhere. No one does anything. The Whatever food you have in your house, it's all you got. Like, that's it. Nothing else. And, and you know, whoever lives, lives. And whoever dies, dies. But what we know is that we'll, we'll, we'll at least have, have actually quarantined, all of us quarantined, uh, uh, the, the virus. But we didn't do that. And he makes the point in the article that what's not wrong is to sequester infected people, which is which is quarantine. You quarantine infect, infected people, like Leviticus thirteen two speaks. You see in the Bible, yeah, like Leviticus, Leviticus thirteen two speaks about um, those that may be infected with leprosy in in the Hebrews community. God gives commands for that 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 person should go to see the priest, and there should be a a system in which they are removed from the general population, so as not to continue to spread the disease here with this virus we, we we should have done that but we didn't do that i'm not even saying we should have done that i'm saying we could have done that but that's not what we did we played at it and and didn't actually do that but acted like we were doing something when we weren't doing anything but destroying people's lives that's all we did plain and simple i mean look around you that, that's all you have to do and 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 so anyway he makes that that very clear point you you you'd quarantine infected people. You do not quarantine healthy people. That doesn't make any sense. So to look at everyone as if they are the anyone that you see walking around in the world that doesn't have a mask on is not the virus. They're not the virus. They are a person created in the image of God. They are co- they are they are an image bearer of God that are to be treated as such. Goodness gracious! Great article though. <laughs> Great article. <clears throat> Great article that's his main premise you should read it it's fantastic yeah we wanted to start there because that's a great article it's well written it's it's got clear logical flow to it it brings in god's word it brings in reality what it's just the word no no it's just sad what this transition is yes because we're going to transition to an article that does not have good logical flow and it does use god's word a whole lot sure does I do feel like there was some selectively edited passages, though, if you're going to talk about freedom that are not mentioned. In fact, I find them to be giant oversights in the music. Anyway, well, let's get there. Now, that's Samuel Say. Go to slowtowrite.com. Slow Check out Unvaccinated People Are Not the Virus. It is fantastic. And while you're at it, give a, good li- give a little read of the Gabby Petito and Missing White People Syndrome. It's also a good article and very interesting if, you're not fo- if you follow that story. I'll plug that. Um, lots of good stuff over there at slowtowrite.com. 
we go from slowtowrite.com to desiringgod.org. And one of the things I want to say right up front is I have, uh, I am very thankful for John Piper and his ministry. And I am. And I desire, whenever it comes, uh, one of the things that happens that bothers me a lot, uh, it does, it bothers me a lot, is somebody does something or writes something or says something that is, let's say, we'll use the word borderline. Oh... <laughs> We'll just say wrong. <laughs> somebody might say, Yeah, I'm fine with wrong. Okay. Somebody might say something or do something that is wrong. Okay. And and just because it may be objectively wrong, it doesn't negate everything that person is or has done or will do. But we do like to do that for some reason in even in the evangelical world. I, I don't know why. I don't know why we do that, but we tend to do that. It's uh, I forget I forget who said it, but it's been said that the Christian army is the only army in the world that shoots its wounded. Um, and, and I don't think that's that's what we need to do here. I don't think we need to know. I don't think we need to like mark all religious leaders by the, by what we disagree with them on. I just feel like that's it's not helpful. I think it's fine to know why you disagree with a religious leader on on certain topics. That's totally fine. But it doesn't make that that person inherently wrong. Now, I mean, if you're someone who stands on the stage uh, on a Sunday, I, I say stand on the stage just because of the thing that i'm thinking of and you happen to maybe mention one time that you're god you know that may be a problem <laughs> then, then, then we have a different we have we have that in that case what a, what a, uh, in, in that case what we have a, a categorical difference we have someone who's actually crossed over a line into outright heresy there's a difference there yes. okay there's a term for that it's called Furticking. <laughs> and really furticked up. And somebody, <laughs> let's just say that day, somebody furticked all over the stage. It was not great. <laughs> they were calling, they were, they were calling so up, bad. they were calling up, oh wow, I totally lost, it. Cardi B, no, oh. Megan the Stallion, they were, they were looking for a bucket and a mop. It was, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. The heresy was everywhere. Um, but here what we have is a different, is a, I think it's categorically different. Uh, because again, I do believe that there is much that John John Piper, even even going forward, still I think he still has much to give. He has he has been strong in the Lord, uh, and the power of his might throughout his ministry, and he has been very effective for the gospel going forward into the hearts and lives of many individuals. Um, but here, I think he doesn't just take a, a he doesn't just take a misstep. It's 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 actually a, he's actually walks off the edge a bit, and 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 the misstep turns into more of a stumble, which kind of turns into a fall, which you know at some point he's he's Jack and Jill down at the bottom of the hill there. It's just kind of kept kept rolling. Um, so we'll, we'll look at his article uh, on desiring God, and the uh, the title is a reason <clears throat> to be vaccinated: colon freedom. Yes, a very. In case you didn't catch it, it's already weird. <laughs> yeah, so let me just read the title to you again. A reason to be vaccinated. Freedom. Now, I'm just aware of some things that have come out. And now, let, to be clear, they're also were just more, they were more just based on fear-mongering than anything else. But they were called vaccine, and I think you used the word earlier when you were talking about the hospital, uh, the, the hospital uh, network, the, the hospital, I'm looking, field. Let's just say the medical field. You, you called them mandates, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like mandates the really. Thing that Pete Buttigieg does. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I get it. A mandate. Oh, okay, that was bad. But but I feel like if if 
vaccines have mandates, then one of the words I would probably not attach to it necessarily is the word freedom. freedom. Yeah. It just feels like it's a little incongruous. It's almost like some, when someone's coercing you to do something, it's the, the <laughs> yes. freedom decreases. Yes, I feel like the compulsion really takes away the freedom. <laughs> yes, it does strong arm it. And then it's kind of like, well, you, don't, submission. you know, it's a vaccine mandate, but you don't have to get vaccinated. I mean, if you want to feed your family, you sure as heck will. But I mean, you know, you don't have to get, you know, you still have the choice. I mean, you can go on unemployment and then we can we can take care of you forever until we decide there that you have to get vaccinated. And then uh, you can go in the gutter and die. We're done with you. (laughs) So anyway, let's move forward in the article because that's we're we're getting a a, I digress and you digress. We digress. We all both dead gressing over here. So it's very clear. It's very nice. One of the things that was up front, John, Johnny, Johnny P was up front about with this whole thing is right in the beginning, his first sentence is this. My aim in this article is to encourage Christians to be vaccinated if they can do so with a good conscience and judicious medical warrant. Now, well, it, well there you have it. That's the most <laughs> concise that is the most concise, <laughs> concise sentence in the entire in document. The entire document. <laughs> uh, but even there, it's still a little bit of a word salad, isn't it? If they can do so with a good conscience and judicious medical warrant, it's just a, it's just a. I mean, it's a lot of words for their arrest. Or... <laughs> oh crap! I got a judicious medical warrant. It's out for me. <laughs> it is. It's called a mandate. Anyway, um, the, the goal here is to encourage Christians. To be vaccinated, yeah. He 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 hones down. He he zooms in. He uh, I don't know. Puts on the scope on his long rifle and looks down the lens and really hones in on the audience that he wants to talk to. I don't know. I think that's a, that's a different. There's a different. It's probably a different pastor that puts the looks down the scope of his long rifle. I don't know if it's necessarily Johnny P. I J K. I was just getting good. Yes, he hones in. He zeroes in on. I'm just trying to think of like what you were thinking of. It, and just that you can't think of any pastors that might speak more about firearms. I was just saying, I don't know. Johnny P doesn't do a whole lot of that. I don't, don't think necessarily. Just, don't, just, just. Oh, you don't want me to. No, okay, don't. we'll leave it alone. The, the, uh, so he says, the people I have especially in view are those who are not vaccinated because of fear of being out of step with people they respect and in step with people they don't admire. My message to them is simple. You are free. And right away, I. I, what I what I desire to do with John Piper is find the areas in which we agree, right? I want to do that. I desire to do that in my heart. Um, we agree um, that that as he's opened up, he's speaking specifically to encourage Christians, right, to be vaccinated, Christians specifically. And we would agree that if you are in Christ, you are indeed free. free. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yes and amen. It's almost like Galatians 5.1 was written. However, I don't know where these people exist. Yeah, I, I think his demographic is literally like, I mean, at, at this point in the game, probably like no one. <laughs> 20 people, maybe? Uh, I mean, 20? It's not a lot of people. Boy, if you can find them. <laughs> <laughs> so his goal is to talk to people who are not getting the vaccine because they exist inside of maybe, I'm going to say, again, he said Christians. That's his goal, right? We have to couch this in always the fact that he's speaking just to Christians here. So these are people that haven't gotten the vaccine in Christian circles specifically because of the reason that they're afraid because many Christians in their circles are not getting the vaccine. They feel pressure from those Christians to not get the vaccine. So so here's 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 my problem. What and where yeah. is that coming from? Well, let me can 
let's just get more specific. I'm going to jump to the end because he does outline exactly who these types of people are. Okay, and it gets it it gets <sighs> here. Here is the person that he's speaking to. He's saying he's saying at the end. This is I don't know five or six paragraphs up from the bottom. He says your conscience is increasingly clear. It says get vaccinated. But there is that niggling fear of looking left-wing or progressive or democratic or compromised or woke. He is talking to conservative Christians afraid of getting the vaccine because they're afraid of looking liberal to their conservative friends? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's who he's writing to. What in the world? <laughs> These people don't exist. I really, really don't think they do. And if they do, they do not warrant a platform as giant as Desiring God. They weren't a one-on-one pastoral conversation and probably, I don't know, maybe eat a steak and, you know, figure out who you are. <clears throat> you know, if, like, if, if, that's, if that's your insecurity, I mean, we're talking about peer pressure, the things we teach our children about as they're going through elemental school. That's what that, <laughs> this, this yeah, well, we're dealing well, with here. What From are, the Desiring God stage to people who, again, I know a lot of conservative people the people that aren't vaccinated that I know know that they don't want to be vaccinated. And let's remember, this is a pastor writing. This is a pastoral council. That's what this is. Now, the audience is large. It's not like he's sitting in a church. He's writing on Desiring, desiring God. Now, I know. But pastoral, he's giving pastoral advice. Pastoral is a, is a category of thing. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily, necessarily saying this is his office from which he is sitting. I'm saying right. categorically he's giving pastoral counsel. Now, is he still an elder at his church? I, I, don't, I, I think he stepped down I think down he stepped down. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain that is exactly the case, which is why I'm saying it's not that he is a pastoral, but what the counsel he is giving is pastoral in nature. And here's, here's the thing. If you're going to give this pastoral advice, what he should be speaking about is the fear of man. And the fear of man applies both ways. And you should be speaking clearly. This, is, this whole article is poor leadership. And I've said this again and again, it's poor leadership because a leader should lead clearly and effectively. And this is poor leadership in that it has this double-minded idea in it. There's this double-minded area in it, right? So if you're free, you're free. Then the bottom line should be, as we've said, the twinity when it comes to the 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 vaccine. It, the, the twinity is this. It's one God with two options. One God is sovereign over all, and he is sovereign over me, which means, A, God has given uh, us minds, and he's given us ways and methods to be healthy, and so what we can do is is use this vaccine to keep me healthy, but it's under God's sovereignty and God's provision, and I will be thankful for it, or B, God has given me a body and an immune system. He has taught me how I should be to be healthy through through the, the the brilliant minds that have come before, and there are ways in which I can be healthy and I can live live in a way that is is um, is is much more clean and and effective at fighting off viruses and infections thanks to the uh, the body that He has sovereignly made, and I can live in that and be thankful for it. Both of those have the sovereignty of God in mind. What neither of them have in mind is the fear of man for certain. So here, you could have easily attacked the fear of man. These people are clearly afraid of man. They, they are living, they have a, a, a conscience, right, that is telling them to do something. And because of their fear of man, they're not willing to do it. Well, then what you need to speak to is the sin in their heart that is, the, that is them fearing man. Right. That's the message. I mean, f- freedom is a good message. Freedom is a good message for people who... Uh, are fearful and we even did a podcast on about fearing god about how fearing god is the thing that actually 
gets you true freedom and liberty. Amen. You know, so freedom is a great message to preach. But, again... But you're free to get the vaccine. In our culture right now, and all the institutions, what you're not free to be is unvaccinated. unvaccinated. Yeah, as evidenced by Samuel Say's article uh, and the ever-growing tyranny in states like ours. If y'all could be praying for our gubernatorial election coming up in just a few weeks. Yes, we have a gubernatorial election, and Jack Cittarelli is running against Governor Phil the Cesspond Murphy. Hmm. Phil the Tyrant Murphy. Phil the... I did not not realize I should read the Bill of Rights Murphy. Phil that Murphy, Phil Murphy. Phil, that's above my pay grade, Murphy. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, we... Phil, if you don't like like paying taxes, New Jersey's not your state, Murphy. (laughs) Boy, did he say that. And boy, boy, did people say, oh, you're right. I'm out of (laughs) here. Thank you for that. Uh, Population explosion in South Carolina. Uh, They're all coming from New Jersey. (laughs) It's like, what is going on? Anyway, neither here nor there, but do pray for us. Um, I'm I'm not saying Jack Chitterelli is a perfect candidate. I am saying that I would take a wet bag of dog poop over Phil Murphy. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I, we, we really hope that our friends in Bible Dingers are, are doing some uh, some red pilling up there in upstate uh, New Jersey. Come on, Bible Dingers. Oh, you got this, guys. Come on, <laughs> Booth Buddies. Our powers combine. We form better governance. Better governance. <laughs> um, so here's the, other, here's the other thing about this opening, about this article that I don't really like. I, I don't... I'm starting to... Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of how to say this. I'm starting to see patterns in big evangelical leaders where they say something and then they try to absolve themselves of whatever they're about to say. I don't know. I don't know if you feel like this. And that's what this that's next the double minded that I, I speak of. Yeah. It's, so it's there. That's this next paragraph. He says, so I'm not talking directly to everybody. If the shoe fits, put it on, check your conscience, consult your doctor and go get vaccinated. If it doesn't, go tearfully and joyfully on your way. And you're like, what did he just say? Yeah, he said, go tearfully tearfully and joyfully. And you're like, tearfully, because over 4.5 million people have died from COVID, you son... Uh, he doesn't say that <laughs> because easy. over because <laughs> over four point five. I am God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> you just verdict on the mic, I man. Just all <laughs> because over four point. <laughs> I can't read this sentence and laugh. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Tearfully, because over four point five million people have died from COVID nineteen worldwide, including over seven hundred thousand Americans. And cheerfully, because Christ makes it miraculously possible to love people by being sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. And in this paragraph, what I believe that he is doing, this man is a professor. The the thing that pains me about trying to critique an article from John Piper is that this man's a professional communicator. I feel like I feel so I feel like I have to treat what he's saying as genuine and thought through and uh, calculated, at least to a certain degree. That, so, that would be a fair. I think that would be a fair assumption, I, which is what makes it so hard to, to analyze this. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. And so, what this paragraph does is eliminates or invalidates the opinions or the criticisms or the critiques of anyone who does not fall into the conservative and afraid of looking liberal by getting vaccinated individuals. No, what he's actually which is, is like the thirty people. Right, what he's actually aiming this particular argument to, right, which which is what we would call in the in the logical fallacy category an emotional appeal, right? He's making an emotional appeal for you to be vaccinated even if you don't want to be vaccinated. 
you are you should go tearfully because so many people have died. But because of who? Me? Did I do it? I don't think I did it. I mean, I didn't kill 4.5 million people. Well, I think it's I, I don't think it's an American statistic. It might be just no, in New Jersey. It, it, no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm oh. talking about a different statistic. Oh. You know, 40% of the, I think it's in New Jersey, but it could be nationally, of the COVID deaths happened in nursing homes, which, you know, states, wonderful states like New Jersey and New York sent COVID positive patients back into the nursing homes, thus decimating the nursing home population. Yeah, it's, it's you know what? It's very, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. It makes me angry. And... If anything, I think not being governor would be a kindness to Phil Murphy because he, he should, should be pro- he yeah. like Hillary should be prosecuted. Yes, it, he really. I mean, he really it, it, <laughs> because you'd be in jail. <laughs> it's it's literally a direct. There's a, there's a direct correlation to his health policy, um, and those people dying. It, it it's and it, it. But the reality of that that sentence that. It, the tearfully part did not. It, it's it's not helpful. It's not helpful to the discussion whatsoever. Yeah. It's not. If it doesn't go cheerfully on your way, that's all he needed to say. That's it. Because here's the reality: I, whether I'm vaccinated or not, don't care whether you are vaccinated or not. That's not my business, and it's not your business to be asking me whether I'm vaccinated or not. I don't care. Right. I do not care because you are not the disease. You're not the virus yes. to me. And and well, the you're not the virus, part. literally. Literally, you're but literally also in the minds of, I guess, only a few people. But the tearfully thing, and then trying to compare it to the worldwide statistics, right? The worldwide statistics of yeah, COVID that's the, deaths. That's the next. That's the next section of the article. Right, and and <clears throat> and then yeah, this is honestly. Johnny P, you'll never listen to this, but but I I pray that you understand. If you're going to make a biblical argument, then never put another section like this in that argument again. It's not helpful. It is it is not what you're going for. If you're going to make a biblical argument, what doesn't matter is single variant statistics that you then want to use uh, <laughs> that you then want to use for the eleventh commandment of Christian kindness. It's not. It's not helpful. Right. Well, it's, it's not necessary. You can make a completely biblical argument on conscience without ever touching a COVID-19 statistic ever. Because it doesn't matter what the statistics are. It matters what the Bible says. And, like, he's dealing with biblical categories here. But he strays outside of the biblical formula for for his argument, for his appeals, and it, it, it really, it muddies the water. It makes this entire article terribly confusing. So the, the next session he lists, and I'm not even going to get into the statistics, mainly because I don't really care, um, because... I mean, it's not that you, it's not, again, it's not that we don't care about the statistics, it's just that I could, I could bring up so many sources right. that have other variable analysis that have different outcomes. And yes, I could literally do it right now, I have the tabs open. But the point is this, I'm not going to, I don't want to do that because right. that's not, it is a problem of the article, but it is not the problem of the article. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a problem in the article is that after he finishes quoting one, two, three, four, five different sources for statistics, he says this, he says, when people respond to this increasingly clear reality by pointing to untrustworthy and disreputable government and medical leaders, I respond, quote, that's a non sequitur. 
which is, in my opinion, as you rightly stated earlier offline, the height of arrogance. Because if the claim is that the people collecting and reporting the data are untrustworthy and disreputable, why do you trust that data that is untrustworthy and disreputable? You don't. You you don't. You at least question it. Absolutely. At, at least question it. You at least do some digging and trying to get all of the right data to compare and contrast. But a non sequitur is quite literally a non-starter. It is, I will not even begin this discussion. It's not possible to begin a discussion with you. Right. And and the irony is, is that he's the one shutting down the conversation. If someone says, well, you know, the, the media is untrustworthy or the, the government's untrustworthy, you know, are you really going to say, oh, no, you're wrong? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. The government doesn't have a great track record of being the most trustworthy people in the world. And let us be clear. If you're not going to trust them to fix the piles in your street, which, like, do they do it well? I mean, take a second. Think about it. Domino's does it better. I mean, exactly. So how about we do this? How about we just say, if they can't fix the potholes on my street, there I, I don't want to place all my faith in their ability to identify and properly analyze data as opposed to give me the data that they want for the policies and decisions they're making. Right. Yeah. He says, he says the team called vaccination just made a first down, even if monkeys are holding the chains. Because for friends around the world... <clears throat> We don't know American football. That means a win is a win, even if all the coaches and referees are incompetent. But that's not true. No, because it's not. you can cheat, have bad referees, and win the game. That's not a real win. Like what in the world, John? Like, come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. You know the thing. You know the thing. It's called truth and uh, objectivity and. And, and like, maybe maybe another interesting point. He uses Second Corinthians six ten to talk about this whole tearful go tearfully and cheerfully on your way. Which says, so sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. Now, what is that talking about exactly? I mean, l- let's just think about it logically. As having nothing, yet possessing everything. What is that talking about? How can you have nothing, yet possess everything? Uh, you'd be in Christ? Yeah, you'd, you'd be saved, right? Yeah. How can you be sorrowful, yet always rejoicing? You be in Christ. Yeah. Okay. So, and and you, you as poor yet making many rich. Again, being being in Christ. Yeah. Be, yeah. So, so what we're not talking about here, you don't go tearfully and cheerfully on your way around the decision to be unvaccinated. You, you go you go tearfully and cheerfully on your way because you can rejoice in all things through Christ. That's why you go tearfully and cheerfully on your way because your circumstances may be tearful, but in Christ. You are made alive. This world is not your home. That's why. So it's it's not it's not it's a poor it's a poor use of the scripture to try to make your point uh, true. It is not it's not helpful. This is so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm just reading the context for this. Come on, man. Back up into verse 2. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander 
slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. To use this verse in the context of talking about being sorrowful over COVID deaths does not do Paul's text justice. It really doesn't. He's talking about being persecuted for the gospel and despite all of that, being joyful and merry and full of heart and abiding in the Holy Spirit despite all of that. This has nothing to do about sorrow and grief over worldly calamity. Nothing at all. And here's the reality. If you're going to do it, you can't you can't apply it to unvaccinated versus vaccinated because because in Christ, the vaccinated and unvaccinated should go from this discussion tearful and sorrowful and also joyful. We should be sorrowful that this is this does happen in the fallen world, that viruses are very real, that that disease does spread. We should absolutely be sorrowful over that, yet walk away cheerfully knowing that in Christ, this is not our home, that he has overcome. You know what needs to be, you know, you know what, you know what that means? That means churches need to be open during calamities like this. That means people need to be going into church. They need to open their Bibles. They need to read it. They need to know it. They need to be in Christ. They need to be doing those things. And if they're not allowed to do those things, then you have failed. Everything has failed. It is broken. You must be in community around the scriptures as you're called to be in the scripture from Christ. This is, this is the reality. And so what doesn't matter is your vaccination status. It does not matter. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that uh, who is it? Philip was asking that was was asking the Ethiopian eunuch his vaccination status. He wasn't like, oh yeah, hey, uh, what, what what is that you're reading? Oh no, no, don't get too close. Could you tell me? Have you been vaccinated? No. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? You just keep. You know what? I'm going to stop running now because it's really tired to keep up with the chair anyway. So you take care now. <laughs> I, I just got over this respiratory thing. I, uh, <laughs> All right. All no right. wonder he had to get carried from carried by the spirit to the next place. His point after quoting a bunch of statistics. <laughs> his point after quoting that is that is so. Let's talk about Christian freedom. I like to talk about Christian freedom. I like to do this. Can I just? I we just want to. We love on the Carpe Fide podcast. We love talking about Christian freedom. Amen. Let me just say this. I'm going to sum up Christian freedom in Galatians five one. It's all you need to know. It is for freedom you have been set free. Therefore, do not submit yourselves again to a yoke of slavery. That is Christian freedom. Christian freedom is one thing and one thing only. It is freedom from sin and death. That is what Christ came to do. He did not come to conquer your worldly enemies. He came to free you from the enemy you could never be free of, no matter what time or station you ever found yourself in. That is sin and death. Where is your sting, O grave? Where is your sting, O death? You have none for me. Christ is my Savior. That's it. That's this whole section. It's all needed to be said. In Christ, you are free. Therefore, get in God's sovereignty. Be thankful and get vaccinated. In God's sovereignty, be thankful for that he has created you amazingly uh, and wonderfully and go about your business. That's all. That Nothing else. Everything else that is unpacked is, is pointed and targeted for a specific purpose that is not the inherent intent of the scriptures that are being used. Yeah. These, there's I mean, not a scripture I, verse that tells you to get vaccinated. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't have a Bible degree, but I but I can read, and I feel like we just shouldn't be making these arguments. I mean, I I have a BS and BS. Yeah, boy, do you? <laughs> I, it is, I do. I literally have a I was gonna bachelor's make, of science in biblical studies. Another, I was going to make another oh, good. joke. But, yeah. <laughs> boy, does he have one? <laughs> boy, does he have one? <laughs> You know what? You know what was a really great book? Manhood Restored. That was a great book. Remember that guy? Boy. That guy was great. Boy, man. What a, 
What happened? Boy, did that cliff come hard <laughs> and fast. Damn, a tumbling down. <laughs> the walls of Jericho. <sighs> um, so here's the confusing part, which is literally the entire middle of the article. Um, so he's talking about freedom, but he's ta- he's also talking about being slaves to the government, being slaves to Christ. And then he talks about randomly about like cockiness and humility. And Justin, I think you're going to have to help me on this because I honestly do not understand what any of this stuff has to do with anything else that he's trying to say based on his initial premise, which is to encourage Christians to be vaccinated. Yeah. And one of the things that I did take a bit of, so, all right, he quotes First Peter two fifteen through seventeen. Fine, let's read it. I like the Bible. God's word is is completely insufficient. So let's go. He says, "This is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people." Did you read anything about vaccinations in there? Is that like a vaccination issue? I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think oh, that I, Peter in mind had vaccinations. I bought my Bible from a uh, from a conservative shop, so I think that they edited all of the the vaccine. They actually. Oh, well, you know what. In the original text, I'm sure it's somewhere in there. Live as people who are free, not by using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. This would be, again, Galatians 5, 1, submitting again to a yoke of slavery. But living as slaves of God. Amen. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Now, I, I do want to take a little a little note here with the word with the usage of the word honor and what we hear when we think honor. There is an understanding that you can honor everyone because everyone that you see is literally an eternal image bearer of God. They are, they are, they will live as, with a soul in eternity. That is who they are. They bear God's image. This is exactly why we know that all life matters. This is why because every life from its very inse- very conception exists as an image bearer of God. It is given by the divine. That is where life comes from, and so we do honor everyone in that regard. Even those who are dishonorable, we still treat as as image bearers of God. There are people that are dishonorable people. They live dishonorable lives. They are not to be honored for what they do. Rather, the way you can honor them is because they are image bearers. That is why. Love the brotherhood is different. That's where he changes the word. You love the brotherhood specifically because in Christianity, if you are in Christ, you are indeed my brother. You are my brother of new birth, and that is a bond that goes far deeper than any paternal bond there is. Like a real paternal bond, not like a Buddha judge. Yeah. (laughs) He then says, fear God. Amen. The beginning of wisdom is to fear God. This is to put God in the right place so that he is above Man, he is the supreme authority. He is the sovereign. Then you honor the emperor. Again, the emperor does have a position in that he could be dishonorable, but he still is over you. So we do, or we are commanded in scriptures to pray for our leaders. We are commanded in our scriptures to give to them what is righteously due. We are not commanded, however, to follow a emperor in honor by following them into their commands to live unrighteously. That is not what we are to do. So yeah. to hear that, people can pervert it and make it very confusing. And the weird thing is, is like in this entire section, in these entire like two sections, he doesn't actually ever get to any point. He doesn't talk about the government mandates. He doesn't talk about anything. He places this literally with no context. Well, that's where the double-minded comes in because yeah. his point is freedom. And you can't talk about mandates and freedom simultaneously. It would not. It wouldn't be... It's not, it's incongruent. It wouldn't make sense. 
Right, but I mean, like, it, it's unclear whether or not he's even talking about mandates because he never mentions mandates. Well, he does mention First Peter two thirteen, which says, "Be subject to the Lord's sake for, for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to the emperor as supreme or to governors." Yeah, but there's never a therefore. He never actually like circles this back to anything. Well, I mean, his point was that you. His point was that you can be subject and free at the same time. You can be you can be a slave of God, and you can be a subject under a ruler while also simultaneously being free from sin and death. But that's Peter's point. That's what Peter is saying. You should live as a free person, right? As a subject of a particular government, but as a free person in Christ, you're a slave to God. But specifically what you then undo is the reality that you don't blindly follow the, the, the person who is over you in governance you can't. You can't possibly do that. Why? Because you're a slave to God. To blindly follow that leader because they are supremely over you, to think First Peter 2.13 actually meant that would be completely ignorant. I feel like I, I feel like I can say that confidently because Peter himself was killed for not conforming. Well, allegedly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> allegedly crucified upside down. Allegedly. So... Anyway, the Apostle Paul makes the same point. He says in 1 Corinthians 6.19, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. Who bought me? Right? I was bought. Christ. Christ. Christ bought me with his blood. blood. Christ bought me. So I am Christ. I am Christ. I am not Joe Biden's. I'm not Donald Trump's. I'm not Caesar's. I am Thank God <laughs> for all of those sentences. I am Christ. Christ has bought me. He has. He is the one who has redeemed me. And so that is why I offer myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Right? It's my spiritual act of worship. God alone is the one who rules. We submit ourselves to God. So if we're free in Christ on this place, what we are free to do is the righteousness of God. We are not free to simply follow the dictates of say, I don't know. A genocidal maniac, just because he's been elected. Like, we're not, we're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to do that. I, I To do that would be in violation of God. I would be violating who is actually sovereign over all and who actually is my Lord. I can't. It's like, it's really, it's, it's really bad. It's really painful. Um, I mean, he makes clear mention of the reality of, of, of taxes. He makes, I mean, th- th- yes, yes. To be clear, uh, to pay taxes is, is falls under the thing where I can, I can submit to the government. It's not inherently sin. Now I, I do think maybe this is a totally different episode. I do think we have some interesting arguments there. If we're going to be actually really biblically Christian about this, like namely say, what are my taxes doing exactly? Are they doing unrighteousness? Because then you have some questions. I think you can make some some logical arguments biblically there. Revolution. I'm I'm just saying you could make some logical arguments there. We fought wars for less. <laughs> yeah, we fought wars for about three percent, and most people are up to about twenty percent. So, not to mention the poor corporations, which pay nothing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, everyone. Meanwhile, the international community is like looking around, like, "Oh, hey, you think fifteen percent is good? Yeah, you fifteen. Okay, good, fifteen percent. Now, corporations everywhere will pay fifteen percent, fifty percent taxes, no matter where. Even if you move your country, move, move, you still pay fifteen percent." <laughs> like, uh, wait, I'm so sorry. What did you say now? And here's the funny part: Who cares? Because the effective tax rate Joe Biden's trying to put on, co- on corporations in America is 20%. <laughs> That's an even better. 
Well, I just don't want you going overseas thinking you're getting a better deal. <laughs> uh, I, if I go overseas, I, I do get a better. I do get a better, do get a better deal. deal. Just to be to be clear, China's <laughs> over there with open arms and come right into my bosom, oh, everyone. You come over here. We pay you fifty percent. No, 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 don't no, do that. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, you could do Biden and you could do Trump, but I can't. They're both Caucasian males. Of course, I can. Oh. All right, well, then I apologize to anybody uh, that is of any Asian descent anywhere in the world, including Pacific Islanders, anybody at all. I apologize. Does that cover it? Am I allowed to sing Moana songs? Moana. (laughs) Technically, that's Disney, which is American. Freaking cultural appropriation. Oh, did Disney culturally appropriate it? Oh, all the time. Uh, When when have they not culturally appropriated? (laughs) You know what? Fair point. When have they not? Anyway, moving along. So so then he moves into talking about being humility, says... Uh, in the section liberation from man is wait wait God. before you you're going to do humility right now. I just want to say this is the guy who just told you that you should go tearfully and cheerfully away because of all the dead bodies that lie should lie heavily on your conscience. You unvaccinated swine. I'm just saying he's about to talk to you about humility, and I'm not saying that he's arrogant. I'm just saying that 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 paragraph comes off only one way. Yeah, well, I mean, especially after saying, uh, you know, c- calling. Calling questioning the government and media entities a non sequitur, also. And to be clear, I do not believe arrogance is something that 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 marks John Piper's ministry. Uh, I I I literally have not seen that. I've seen him. I've seen him host debates between different stuff, different different opinions, even ones that he he wouldn't agree with one side and not the other. And I feel like he does try to do uh, stay very. He stay, tries to stay very humble in what he does so that my point is not that this man's ministry is marked by arrogance and, and we should, we, we should cast him out. I'm just saying that what's about to flow from Jesse's, from this portion of the article that Jesse's about to speak about humility doesn't necessarily seem to be congruent, congruent, congruent with what has come previously. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. There, there's a certain level of irony to it. You know, he says, but what do us Christians if this radical freedom makes us cocky? You know, talking about from Second Peter, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Um, that pride being the greatest uh, expression of self-exaltation. <clears throat> but again, and, and I agree, I agree, I agree that pride we are is to definitely be, that thing. I agree that we are to walk in humility as Christ walked. You know, he even makes room for Christian boldness. Um, you know, but uh, again. There is literally no real-world connection to anything regarding his premise. Other than, I think, to I, I am con, this is conjecture because literally none of this is stated. And really, my opinion doesn't matter because I'm an unvaccinated and uh, not convicted about, you know, whether my conservative friends will think I'm liberal if I get vaccinated individual. So my opinion doesn't really matter because you're not even talking to me in this article. But, um, you know, there's literally no actual real world connection to this. And I think that the only reason that this is here is because the people in the conservative camps he would probably view as cocky and lacking humility and being the wrong kind of bold Christian. Because the peer pressure, the perceived peer pressure on this ridiculously small minority of people that he's writing to is only coming from those conservative people that he's talking about. I think he's talking about people like you and I, for instance, about being cocky and being bullies and how we shouldn't be like that. 
I mean, I'm, I am, I am. Are kind you getting of, those vibes from this section? I, oh, I definitely get that vibe. Uh, that's one of the things that makes me feel like th- there's this double-minded thing because the last section, I think he, he might. It's funny. It's there are parts of it. it it's not even true because the whole last section isn't this way. But I, I I'd hoped it would have been because he wants to talk about the freedom from fear. I, I'd hoped that it would have been the, the main focus of the article, which which is what it should have been. Be free from fear. You should you should literally live as if you are free in Christ. But that's not what the, even the last portion actually actually does, which is which is again again sad. I am emphatically and clearly uh, against vaccine mandates. I, I I I am emphatically against them. I I do not believe that this is something that the government should be involved in. I I, I believe that that is because we have been given freedom from God. That is why I believe that that is clearly the case. I mean, we've also been given the role of government by God. <laughs> you and your Romans 13 nonsense. I don't believe that. I believe that there's... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why are you looking puzzled? Yes, we've also been given... <laughs> you gi- said, I don't believe that. And then you didn't like... There was a small pause. I'm like, but I'm pretty sure you do believe that. We have been given government by God, but we have not been given government by God for it to replace God. That no, is, that I mean, is, I, I no. I was saying we've been given the role of government, and there is no chapter verse about vaccine mandates, as uh, far as falling under the umbrella of what the government's allowed to do. To correct, us. Yeah, correct, right, yeah, right. We're, we're government we're, has a specific function, and mandating a vaccine or lose your job is not one of those functions. No, that's correct. And in fact, the only the only function of government that God gives is to carry out and enact the righteousness of God. That's actually their only function. That's what they're supposed to exist to do. Um, they've been given the sword to enact it for righteousness. And that is not their righteousness, that is God's righteousness. Which is specifically why when they enact it for their version of righteousness, which is actually unrighteousness, we say, no, 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 we're good. We're all good over here. You, you keep your clown world over there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Separation of church and state. <laughs> uh, those Danbury Baptists, man, they asked some good questions. And Thomas Jefferson asked, answered them, and then we have perverted that ever since. <sighs> When we do finally come to the last section and we found out that some of us are probably not as humble as we should be, that's that was the previous section, <laughs> where now some of us are just arrogant, proud proud people, and all of God's people should say, amen, we must all repent. That is pretty much the truth. Um, he moves to this last section, which is to be freed from the fear of man, left or right. Again, this this that is... That is so ironic because he doesn't mention the left at all. So what we're... And, and here's the thing, though. Again, this was supposed to be a communication about your Christian freedom to be able to be vaccinated, which shouldn't... It shouldn't matter politically. But since he wants to make it a political thing about these people that are being pressured from the bullies on the right who, as, as near as I can tell, have simply said, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to get the vaccine... And I, I don't care if you do. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the entire premise is, will you just leave me alone? I don't care. That, that's I, I feel like that's, that's generally the, the entire premise. Like I, I, we've been very clear in our church. If, if, if you're vaccinated and that is, that is where you've, where you've been led. Great. And if you're not vaccinated and that's where you've been led, Great. Here's where I know you need to be you'd be going. Um, you need to be going towards Christ. You need to be growing in the Word. You need to be growing in the body. You need to be an active and effective member of God's children. So get to work. I mean, it's pretty much it. You know what? You, you need you need to be moving. Like bow down and worship, and get up and move. That's the call here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's not a left or right thing here. This is freedom from the fear of man. Whether you're on the left or on 
the right. Um, <laughs> his point is this, and I'm quoting him now. Don't be enslaved by the fear of man. And we say amen. Don't be enslaved by the fear of breaking ranks with ideological allies. And we would also say amen. We may mean different things when we say it, but we do we do agree. <laughs> the old <laughs> amen. The old name for this is peer pressure. You are free. And here's here's listen to the list and just tell me this is where I get a problem. This this doesn't inherently to me be a list that is supposed to show that this is a an issue for for both sides of people to consider when processing the fear of man. You have considered the risk of COVID as you watch hundreds of thousands of people die. Now, what is that <laughs> statement supposed to, me, to make me? How is it supposed to make me feel? Like a piece of crap. Right? And that's supposed to be, a, look, you've watched hundreds of thousands. You have watched hundreds of thousands of people die. Okay. I, I work in an ER. I don't even think I've seen hundreds of thousands of people die. You know what's great? I just, <laughs> this is great. I just watched, by the way, it's a very entertaining movie. I'm not saying it's like the most like, perfectly moral. Oh, no. But I just watched Free Guy. Have I've you never, seen this? I've never even heard of it. Uh, no, Free Guy. Very, very, very entertaining, though. Very entertaining movie. Watch it with discernment. I'm not saying, like, it, okay, it's it's not pornography or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying watch it with discernment. <laughs> like V There's, for Vendetta. No, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, you know who you are. You know who you are. All right. No, Inside it's. Joe <laughs> on a public podcast. Free Guy was very hilarious, but there's a section at which, um, it, basic premise of the movie, real basic, real basic. It, it's a AI that's in a video game that was stolen technology from people that developed the AI, and and the basically the non-playable characters. This is going to be great. You understand this. You play video games. The non-playable characters in this because of the other person's video game, which was just supposed to be a video game you watched the AI develop, are actually the non-playable characters in this big, massive multi multiplayer online shooter. But the AI, the non-playable characters are actually developing. So they realize there's more to life than me just doing this role in the game. Like they're, it's like they're living in this world. Um, and, and basically there's this section where they're, they're trying to get all the AI together to, to not do what the game wants them to do, to be their own people. And the, the player that's, that's trying to help the, the non-playable character, <laughs> the, the, he looks at her and says, do you see a lot of dead bodies on a daily basis? And she's like, no. No, guy, I don't. He's like, do you, do you have a lot of a lot of bank robberies where, where you're from in, in the real world? Said, no, actually, almost almost never have bank robberies in the real world. Now, just right there, those two purposes are great. And then and then he looks at her and says, "How about gun violence? You got a lot of gun violence?" And then she says, "Actually, yes, it's a huge problem. We have it's really really terrible. It's really really bad." And I'm like, "Wait, you just said you don't see dead bodies anywhere. There aren't bank robberies, <laughs> but now there is gun violence." Anyway, it's just either here or there. That's the basic premise of this argument. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. All right. You've watched hundreds of thousands of people die. No, no, I, I yeah, yes, yes. What, if what you're saying is hundreds of thousands of people have died from a virus, then I, yes, I understand what you're saying. Also, no, no, that is not entirely true. No, hundreds of thousands of people have not died from COVID. Many people have gotten sick from COVID and because of a myriad of other contributing factors have died as a result of the virus, but it is because of the myriad of other factors have caused complications from a virus, which turns out it happens with every, every virus. I mean, and, and beyond that, I mean, I, I know I'm just a non sequitur, but we've seen, literally seen the government manipulate this data. 
between dying of COVID, dying with COVID, which is an important distinction. I know it's getting old, but it is an important distinction. We just saw, <clears throat> excuse me, we just saw that story in, I believe it was Alberta, where that, uh, a, a four, I believe, was it a 14-year-old that died? Yeah, it was a 14-year-old with stage four brain cancer died of the brain cancer and the complications, you know, with brain cancer. And they happened to have a positive COVID test at the time of death. And the Albertan headline, which I apologize if it is not Alberta, but only kind of because, you know, it's all bad. <clears throat> the headline was that the youngest person has died of COVID, you know, in, 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 in the nation of Canada, this 14-year-old. And the, the sister of the 14-year-old literally had to go on social media and say, uh, hey, everybody, that's my brother. He had stage four brain cancer. And he died of the stage four brain cancer, not of COVID. I just wanted to let you guys know that. Like, what a terrible thing to make that person say. Why can't you just tell the gosh dang truth? And so we know that the government is manipulating this data. We know that the media is manipulating this data. But I, I know it's a non sequitur, but we know this for a fact. And and yet we we just have to I mean just trust them I guess apparently that's all we can do that's the only thing we can do is just randomly trust people completely and and in some ways arbitrarily that's yeah. just what the reality is that roughly two hundred two and a half million people die in the United States every year two point five million people die in the United States I mean goodness gracious. Yes, people die. You know why? Because of sin. Every one of those people died because sin is the problem. Now, we can't cure sin with the death that is temporal, but we can cure it with the everlasting life that is to come. We can cure it because of Christ. He cures it so that sin and death do not have place. And you know what's not going to save any person? Zero people. The vaccine will save no one. Amen. 2.5 million people die annually. You know what we really brought down, though, when we did the whole shot lock lockdown? Flu. <laughs> Car accidents. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh. no, the flu The flu disappeared. We don't We don't measure that boy, anymore. Boy, I hope someone investigates that mystery one day, because, boy, would I like to know what happened. <laughs> well, we got, I mean, no, we remember when people weren't driving? We saved so many lives because people weren't driving. It's amazing. If only there was a vaccine against cars <laughs> uh, 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 can't vaccine stupid uh, uh, <laughs> that needs to be a t-shirt uh, can't vaccine stupid the, should I write it down are we, are we gonna no. <laughs> write it down let's make it I'll do it I'll make it tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'll call up our printer Joe Joe um, also will never listen to <laughs> uh, he closes honestly there's I don't know what more we need to talk about he finally mentions Galatians five one three paragraphs from the end, and uh, it's you know literally far far too many moments too late <laughs> actually at this point. Um, he does mention that this is not a left wing yoke or a right wing yoke, the yoke of slavery in Galatians five one. Yes, that's correct. The yoke of slavery in Galatians five one, as is the yoke of slavery in all aspects as it relates to the freedom of Christians, is the yoke of sin. It's the yoke of the flesh. That is what the yoke is. We do not submit again to that yoke. In fact, that is correct. We should not submit again to sin. His last sentence, the sons are free, tearfully, cheerfully free. Therefore, 
Live as people who are free. And get your dang COVID <laughs> shot, your commies. <laughs> not, that part isn't in there. The, I, if you're going to end, end strong, I guess. Honestly, that's that's one of the things I kept thinking when I when I came to the end. End strong. And yes, I, yes, live as people who are free. That's what we would encourage you to do. The reality of it is, is we're not going to put any vaccination on you in that. We're going to say live as free under the sovereignty of God. If the if you feel if you feel that God is calling you through His sovereignty towards the vaccine, or if you feel God is calling you through His sovereignty not towards the vaccine, live freely there. There is no eleventh commandment. It is not you be ye nice and get your vaccine. That does not exist. That's not a thing. You must live under the sovereignty of God. I feel like we I feel like we did skip some things. Oh gosh, we're going. Don't make me go back up in the. Article. I mean, I, boy, I'm holy cow. This is a really long podcast. How long are we at now? Yeah, you don't want to know. Oh. We're at an hour and twenty minutes long, dude. You can't go back. <clears throat> now, two things, real quick. In his bullet point list, he There's says no that, such thing as real quick. In his, I'm going to do it. You, in his bullet point list, he says you have thought hard about the quote implications of fetal cell lines in the production and testing of vaccines. He links to a video. I can't believe we missed that. The video contains errant theology, Blat- just blatant, blatantly errant, errant theology. Um, I will point you to shout out to the Mrs. Aaron Coates for pointing me to this resource. Um, go just check out. Um, furiously typing. at at <laughs> furiously type at relearn HQ into in, into the Instagrams relearn HQ. Um, on his highlights, he's got COVID, and he actually, you know, the, the one that was posted just a couple of days ago. Um, the, some of the last stories in that highlight. He talks about this article. He talks about the implication of fetal cell lines. He plays clips from that video and talks about how errant that theology is. Basically, the man in the video claims that. Uh, Adam's line is sin. His legacy is sin, and Jesus reworks that. He he re- he redeems the line of sin and just turns it into something beautiful. But I'm pretty sure there are some verses that talk about something, something something dead in our trespasses, something 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 heart of stone. What's a dead man do, Jesse? <laughs> Boy, does he just sit there? <laughs> not a dang, not a dang thing. thing. Jesus does not rework you, everyone. Yeah. Children of God, he doesn't rework you. He, he literally gives you life. You. Yeah, he he breathes life into you just as he did Adam, and and so check that out. Relearn HQ. Uh, it it just it goes into this, and I cannot believe that John Piper, in this article, linked to that. So it's got to be an intern or something, and it's it's got to just be a mistake. Because I mean, if you're going to argue, if you're going to argue that point, that the way that he did that is not, and it's actually unbiblical the way that that point's argued. I think that there are better arguments for what he's trying to say, personally. But as far as that argument goes, it's unbiblical. It shouldn't have been in the article. It never should have hyperlinked. That was dumb. Second thing is, again, I just want to highlight how this section is freed from the fear of man left or right. He does not, he does not mention a single aspect of left, leftism, progressivism, liberalism uh, as being spurious. Not a single sentence. It is always conservatism that is the bullies. It is conservatism, the thing that people are afraid of. <clears throat> You know, again, I will read the paragraph. Your conscience is increasingly clear. It says get vaccinated. But there is that niggling fear of looking left-wing or progressive or Democrat or compromised or woke. Well, it's not the liberals that are 
you know, going to say that. It's the conservatives. So my message to such folks is this. The children are free. Each of us stands or falls before his own master. Quote, live as people who are free. Free from the fear of man. Free from being labeled by conservatives. Free from being called a compromiser by conservatives. Free of being doubted is not really part of the courageous resistors, especially when you know that thousands of those resistors really are courageous, wise, and thoughtful. Those darn conservatives. Right? I mean, that's essentially what he's saying. Not a single blight on progressivism here. It is full tilt left, and it is not a balanced... It's not a balanced article. It's not a balanced critique. He says that he wants it to be that. He tries to put the language in there, but there is not a sentence in here that actually critiques the left. It, this is a condemnation of these bully conservatives bullying scared other conservatives that might want to get the vaccine when I don't know of a single blessed person that's ever done that or that even thinks like the supposed target audience here. And boy, do I feel like I know a lot of conservatives. And let me take a clear and bold position here. If you are that conservative, stop it. You're wrong. You don't bully people into that. That's not correct. It is not right. You can give art. You can give good argumentation and resources. That's totally fine. Bullying someone into not doing something that they believe is is the correct thing to do is stupid. It's not, it's not, it certainly is not Christian. If you are a Christian and you're doing that, my goodness, stop, stop doing that. Today's a great day to repent. Hmm. You've got to acknowledge your sin before God. You've got to believe. <laughs> don't forget to confess. And then dedicate your life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And then dedicate your life. And then the effectual calling of the saints will. And then Free, the freed you. Yeah. <laughs> And then, <laughs> gosh dang it, you <laughs> no, <stop>. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, O, the gospel. G for white guilt. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's W. Oh. G is for gender inquisitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop it. This is enough. Uh, I, we do want to encourage you very much. When it's you're good too much. At, look, we apologize. Yeah, if you're gonna if if you're gonna if you're gonna read these types of articles, what you always need to be doing is thinking critically. And so our only encouragement for you, given this episode, is that you would seize the faith. faith.